Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Red sky at night. Rickshaw Delight. Hello, it's the The One Show show. I'm John Holmes, and this is part two of this week's edition. So bits of it, much like The One Show itself, might not make sense. Why not go back and listen to part one first? Round the The One Show show microphones this week, Mark Haynes and BBC Woman's Hour presenter and fortunately podcast co-host, Jane Garvey. At one point, he was talking to Darren. I think one's called Darren, is that right? Mm-hmm. And he, he said, so you've struggled, Darren, and can't do the voice. You know, you're on, a, you're on a great path now. And I thought, no, you're not. You're on the B257. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a massive load of traffic behind you. And there are leaves blowing into your face. <laughs> this is a shit path. <laughs> we have a, a, a similar Twitter handle to... Yeah. BBC The One Show is The One Show. We are The One Show Show. Yes. And we get a lot of people wrongly contacting us. And And saying what? This week, the majority of them were saying Matt Baker should be getting a knighthood. I I can't tell you how many of those came in. And when I began watching it through that prism, it began to make me a bit cross because I've sort of decided that Matt Baker probably gets a lot of those tweets. I looked at Alex Jones's feed and a lot of people were saying Matt is an inspiration. He should be honoured for this. And I was thinking, oh no, Matt's sitting there checking Twitter. Sir Matthew Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew Baker, MBE. That is a very good impersonation. (laughs) I think he would. Would he be knighted? I suppose he could be. The thing is, he does make it all about him, though, right? So there's a. a, That's a bit harsh. Well, wait for this. So there's a bit in. Go on then. (laughs) (laughs) There was a bit in Mulvern, right? Where he was talking in his sad voice that he has, you know, when he he sort of drops it down. Mm. And he just said, people ask me how I do it and um, I guess (sighs) (laughs) the young people they they um, ah the young riders they just (sighs) they just trust me and they talk through me (laughs) (laughs) and I was just going it's not about you (laughs) and they're standing behind him in the rain it's worth saying as well I I did actually do a little back search on everyone you've got a cheek by the way John Holmes after what you said about Podsy and that appalling (laughs) joke the idea that you can now take the piss out of the living saint we know to be Matt Baker dare you because I'm so unpleasant I actually went through everyone's Twitter who had said Matt should get a knighthood looking for dirt like a tabloid journalist 
I really thought there'll be someone who's got weight. Matt should get a knighthood, and Tommy Robinson is the voice of Britain. (laughs) But all of them were really nice, right on, cool people. I was heartbroken. (laughs) The only one I could find that wasn't was uh, someone who'd responded to Alex Jones saying, Matt Baker is indeed inspirational. You, on the other hand, are so far up your own backside, you can probably see what you had for dinner. (laughs) So he was the only unpleasant person there. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but it, uh, it's Brian. <laughs> yeah, Brian, for God's sake, get yourself something approaching a life. Come on. <laughs> Matt, also, when, when Matt and his, you know, and his hard job, live television, cutting in and out, mm. you know, you've got delayed feed coming down the ear, they've got screens that don't match what's going on actually on BBC One at the time. It, it's a very tough job. He's trying to marshal mm. all of that. He's in the town centre. The, the rickshaw at one point didn't arrive when he thought it would on queue. It was far too early. The mm. cameras weren't in the right place. He had to cover the whole thing, which he did admirably. At one point, one of them tried to go past him on the rickshaw while he was presenting, but didn't miss the brakes. So he leapt forward and grabbed the rickshaw and stopped it going into the crowd. He does it, deserve an eye. He hope. does deserve an eye. <laughs> I, I can understand all that. I can, I can say, well, yes, you know, he's professional, he's good and everything. But the television being produced is not television that I think is any good. I think it's, <laughs> I, it's bad telly. Not so much the stories of the kids. They are really, really moving. They are very inspirational. The stuff around it where it's just, you know, we've come into Ironbridge, look at all the people. They had Angelica Bell waiting at the finish line. And In Salford, yes. She yeah. basically walked round the families of the kids. And her question was... Are you proud? You know, well, of course they're proud. Yeah. Well, they're, not, they're not monsters, you know, and it was all this thing about, do you think this has been a good thing? Well, uh, who's going to say no? Well, some coming? people would. I had a very challenging upbringing. You know? I think my, my parents have been there. They've gone, well, you know. <laughs> you know, it's northern the, parenting for yeah. you. There were some moments, and I'm not, you know, I'm not suggesting this is funny, but there were two inappropriate bits Right when again, what happens on television? Mm. One of them, some of the children had to do speeches. Well, is it something worse than a dog's erection? <laughs> <laughs> it's the television equivalent of a dog's erection in Link. I saw form. that erection on television. <laughs> anyway, carry on. There was one bit where one of the kids had to do a speech. They've been doing it in various places around the country, haven't they? So one of the kids did an inspirational speech, telling their story to the audience of Joanna Lumley's stand-up act in right. a regional theatre. Mm-hmm. Another one did it on the Graham Norton show, wheeled into the studio to talk to the Graham. At one on X Factor as well. I one on X Factor and one on. On Strictly. But on the Strictly one, this girl came out and told her story about having cancer, which is, you know, she'd had, but she got through it and all the rest of it. And this was the inspirational ride she was doing. But that she talked about, well, behind her, there was an animated pudsy, mm. right, that was, that was jumping, bouncing, celebrating, waving flags, okay. right? And, and all, just somersaults, a lot of somersaults, right? But not at the inspirational bit. It was doing it while she was talking about uh, feeding tubes. Yeah, right? Not now, And you're pudsy. just going, can you just pudsy, switch, now. switch the graphic off? Yeah. It looked so incongruous. Pudsy is a good time all the time. <laughs> pudsy will not dial it back on the grounds of taste and decency. <laughs> it just was a bit wrong. And you just go, come on. He, he actually moved so much, it looked like migrants were trying to get out of it. <laughs> you are obsessed by the idea of people stowing away within an imaginary bear. <laughs> You really what do. You do? Imaginary, Sorry, you horrible. Oh my God, what have I just said? <laughs> I remember a few years ago a, a pudsy or a man who was portraying pudsy because the real pudsy was otherwise engaged. I remember him getting very, very drunk uh, at the BBC bar, and it was, was a he in the massive, costume? Yeah, it was uh, a massive, well, that's massive. That's not the real pudsy. No, no, he was a, he was a stand-in for yeah, the other okay. one. 
okay, who is, get it right. is made of migrants. I, I, think, I, I think I know this story. Yeah, but, but it was seen as being really bringing children in to disrepute. It was mm. a huge internal issue. Yes, mm. it was. So when you're in that Pudsey suit, you, yeah. are, you are representing Pudsey. Absolutely. There was a photograph of said man in Pudsey suit miming an act. <laughs> yes. That was on it so- just gets worse. It <laughs> was on somebody's, somebody's phone, somebody from a radio station not too far away from children in each other. And, and there was a big issue that all the phones had to be collected before anyone could leave. And these photographs deleted before they made their way into the press. A, a rogue Pudsey. Pudsey is also used to illustrate the need to wear your security pass in all BBC buildings. Do you remember that poster? Yes, I Pudsey's do. in the reception at Old Broadcasting House with a thumbs up, a jaunty thumbs up, <laughs> and his BBC lanyard yep. around his furry little neck and encouraging one and all to take all safety precautions yeah. and wear their idea Because anybody could walk in in a hired Pudsey costume. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a sort of weird reversioning of 1984 <laughs> where these benign Pudsies are there telling you not to break the law. Very sinister. <laughs> the other moment that, that, again, an example of when like, you say the wrong thing and I could almost see Matt's face realising he'd said the wrong thing. But again, professional, he covered it. He was talking about uh, I think the longest hill in Britain that they'd cycled up or something. Mm. I think it was called Blist's Hill. Yeah, yeah. And they had a Victorian welcome at this Victorian town. What, yeah. rickets? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All the kids were given rickets. Yeah. <laughs> and he said to one of the kids, you know, as they're cycling, because he would cycle alongside, often holding the handlebars to help pull them up these hills. Or steady himself. Or steady himself. <laughs> he or so them... deserves that knighthood. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not after this. And he just said, you know, you were there going, this is a, this is a hill. And you said that in the Channel Tunnel, right? And this kid's sitting there pedaling up the hill in the rain and he said well that that wasn't a hill was it uh, that was a tiny little lump and i, I thought don't say that don't say that to that child this child has been through a lot i don't think that's matt's knighthood in any danger but i, I think yours is definitely died. Well, yeah, well, was that, i don't no, think it was just no. me thinking that was it i, I, I do find that, that the <laughs> relentless emphasis on children in need slightly makes me resent children in need and it's a terrible thing i think of it now like the itv telethon mm. i don't remember itv telethon about 1988 mm. They they did this big event where they'd raise money, but they wouldn't have any content. Oh, right, and okay. I slightly feel this with children in need because mm. there isn't enough content in it. It would be nice to sort of see better packages about fundraising around the country. That seems like a way of keeping a bit of excitement rather than continually going back to the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. I was watching, I think, the Friday show. Mm. And the Friday show on iPlayer ends before the actual show ends. It just cuts off in the middle as they're going, well, and it just stopped. And that was the end of it. And I think it was because whoever had put it up was thinking, no one's going to get to the end of this. This is just a big sell for children in need. No one is going to watch to the end. Well, I did, and I've seen that they just dropped it. There was, I liked the little counter on Friday. Countdown. Counted down, yes. Because again, it was useful. I, I felt like useful. The, in the what seconds way? of the one show were ebbing away. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I'd go. I've only got five minutes left. Then Woo. I can watch Channel Four News and yes. <laughs> reclaim my intellect. Speaking of tweets and, and so on and so forth, the one show put out a tweet this week that I really I I, I follow them on Twitter that, that I spotted and and I just happened to look at Twitter when it came out and it said there was a big picture of Cliff Richard on the one show's Twitter feed. Don't look at me like that, Jane. Well, I'm just really worried about what's coming next. <laughs> and it just said... Because he has been knighted. Yes, yes. he has. Yeah. And it just said, the rumours are true. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath that, it said, Cliff Richard will be on the green surface. <laughs> <laughs> on the 22nd. So someone's got a real... 
So I, you know, yeah. tweet, retweeted with comment saying, unfortunate first sentence. That got a lot of traction. That got a lot of retweets. <laughs> I got a lot, until, and I thought, they'll delete this. Mm. So I screen grabbed it, obviously. And sure enough, in, within about 20 minutes, and it got like five, 600 retweets, and people go, uh, uh, at it. Um, the one show deleted that tweet, as I knew they would. So I just redid it with the screen grab, I, obviously. But, but, what, you know, but I thought, is someone doing that deliberately, or is that a mistake? Well, I don't know. I'm going to ask you, do you think the show has a sense of humour about itself? Behind the scenes, it sort of does. I, I, was, I, was, I was talking about this with my wife, where I, I actually find Alex quite funny. And I think you you have to watch quite a lot of it before you click in to what she's doing. Well, if why you, is I never thought of her not being funny? Is it? I think she's actually really funny. Yeah. I, I think she, there's three or four things she'll say per show that she says in quite a sort of glib way that are really, really good lines that if you came out with, you'd probably feel a sort of warm glow. I think she's really funny. I don't think a lot of people notice it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I think they underestimate her. I think you're saying something rather snarky about the oh, one no, show I'm audience. Not. No, yeah, I think, oh, I about think the audience. you are. Oh, I think yeah. you really are. Yeah, no, 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 I hadn't been, but, but yeah, that may have been there subconsciously. <laughs> I, well, I don't oh, watch... What are the audience of the one show? Well, they're the, they're the people who are the, the straddlers who need to be straddled between regional up your highway and whatever's coming in Walford at half seven. They are, I mean, I don't, like most people, I'm too busy on the Netflix. Yeah. To, to, yeah. to what, I mean, I don't know who watch, you know, it's a good point. How, what figures does the one show get it's these like days? like five million or something. Oh, it's, so it's the big show then. That's yeah. a really but big I show. But I don't think it's, no one's watching it, it's just it's on. on. So if you went to, one of those five million people went, what just happened in the last half an hour? They would go, Sofas, yeah, that w- that's all they know. I don't but think, I think that's probably it. a bit unfair because I do at its best. I think, and I think Alex is very good actually. I think she's warm and I think she's companionable. She she's yeah. someone that I she got a, she's pleasant. She's welcoming. She doesn't take herself all that seriously. No, I think not at all. she's got a lot of uh, you know. I think I just think she's got. You're right. I think if anything, she's somewhat underestimated by a lot of people. I yeah. I thought that this week actually. Uh, whereas Matt, perhaps, Sir Matt. Sorry, Samat is Samat Samat is. I don't think he's riddled with self doubt. No, no. I'm just putting it out there. I've just remembered when I last watched the one show before I watched it for you because I do take my work tremendously seriously. Um, it was when Theresa and Philip May were on. Right. Do you remember that just before the election of? What oh, God, no, it's... 20... At this point, we just say, well, things have been so... We can't keep track. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 2017. Yeah. Was it last year? Probably by the time people are listening to this, there, anyway. there will have been another one. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> not that one. Well, Pudsey Bear will be Prime Minister, but, but um, who knows? But uh, His policy on migrants is very good. <laughs> Stop it. It was Matt and Alex, and they were talking about who puts the bin. Do you remember that? Yes. Bin gate. Yeah. There's, there's give and take in every marriage, isn't there? Of course. There? Yeah. I, I get to decide when I take the bins out. Not if I take the bins out. <laughs> but, I mean, of there's course... boy jobs and girl jobs, you see. There's boy oh, jobs really? and girl jobs. Yeah, oh, where yes, they, they soft-soaked it quite, quite oh, considerably. It was, well, to be f- it was a wildly soft-soapy interview. But then the one that Jeremy Corbyn had done on the sofa was the same. In the interest of balance, it mm. was the same. But that, I hadn't seen it between watching that and watching it the other night. And frankly, as I've said before, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the bit that you sort of, you really thought, I'm quite enjoying this? Um, well, it was when I realised I had, the, the seat wedding thing taught me something I didn't know, which the BBC, in its wisdom, likes to think of itself as an institution that educates and informs. I didn't know about that. And to hear Gloria Estefan 
really quite seriously entering that debate about Betfred and, and, <laughs> and terms and conditions. Never thought you'd yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Absolutely exactly, right. that's the charm. Mm. And I, I sort of think, you know, do you know what? If I'm sitting tonight having beans on toast on a tray, there's a very good chance that I might watch the mm, one show. Yeah. And welcome to Rule of Three, a podcast about comedy. I'm Joel Morris. I'm Jason Hazley. And as usual, we're joined by someone who makes comedy to talk about something funny that they love. Martin's voice really jumped up Just onto emerged. my back <laughs> and sneaked round to the side of my neck and went down my throat and then came out again. And suddenly, there he was. I think I'm the only scaffolder or ex-scaffolder to have been on a BAFTA type stage. There's more money in faces. There's more money in faces, but there's no control... That's what I like. I you like can't control. control I can't control <laughs> where I put my face. And Rory sort of pitched to James, can the can flute be the last word? Because I think that's the funniest mm. word to end on. And James went, I know it is, and that's why I don't want it to be at the end. But yep. there's this idea that there's a limited amount of space for funny. It's like when men think they have to go out with someone who's not funny. <laughs> as if, like, but if she's funny, what'll I do? You're like, you'll both laugh! <laughs> you will both have a laugh! 
fusion reactor, and not everyone knows this, also a phenomenal musician. And he is Mr. Jazz Goldblum. Thank you so much. It was a bit of me in my shadow, wasn't it? It was not. No? No, that was Thelonious Monk Baya. But that's Baya. Me and my shadow would go like this, which I know is a big hit of yours. Do you know? Like the wallpaper sticks to the wall. Your part. Like the seashell clings to the sea. Like you'll never get rid of your shadow, Michael Ball. You'll never get rid of me. Next. It was a strange one that. where a guest that you think would be brilliant in that format of the well, one. Well, I wouldn't show, have thought he would be brilliant. Would, really, I thought he'd been really sort of charming and it would have been fun. And everyone would have had a right laugh, but it just, it just, it was weird. Mm. I am going to watch it now. You said that. Yeah, obviously. You it's <laughs> deeply uncomfortable. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Do we have any preference for which chicken won chicken of the week? <laughs> I didn't see what I chicken liked of the all week the chickens. was. What's that? Well, Marvin Humes, who was also presenting on this day, this mm. was the episode with Marcus Mumford on it. Okay. They did that thing at the beginning where they're teasing forward, and, and, and they had to say, or Alex, I think, said later, uh, we'll be finding out which is chicken of the week. <laughs> right? And Marvin just looked at her, right, as if to say, I hadn't, what? He didn't know either. <laughs> then they cut to three chickens in the studio in a little pen, and Marcus Mumford was staring at them as well. Mm. And then it turned out it was something to do with Watchdog. You know, they often promote Watchdog, mm, yeah. which is coming afterwards. Apparently, they have a feature called Chicken of the Week, where they send a chicken to a CEO who won't answer their questions. But Marcus Mumford got to choose which of the three chickens would be sent to a CEO in Chicken of the Week. Oh, Lord, that's a bad feature. That's what Lord Reith had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much so. <laughs> so. Let's have a look at our chickens. Okay. Let's have a look. Okay, of first of all, we've got Gladys. Okay, now she's a Brahma, docile, old breed of bird, famed for its size and known the king of the chicken. I bowl. like Gladys a lot. She's yeah, showing us her behind the whole yeah. way through that. Very nice. Now yeah. that is me. <laughs> Next, we've got Ghost. Uh, she's a white Pekin, a breed that originates in China and are distinctive, apparently, for their feathery feet. I love that. It's Lovely. like she's wearing Ugg boots. Yeah, and finally, the, the diva, number three, Whitney. She's a Polish chicken, uh, breed loved by chickenistas around the world for their seven 70s hairdo style head feathers. Yeah. Marcus, one, two, or three? Uh, one. Marvin Humes is a man who's very... He was wearing the night he presented a V-neck sweater. Yes. I, I happened to linger in my mind, only because not every man looks good in a V-neck sweater. Marvin is one of those men. Yeah. And he's also a man who looks very much at ease on a sofa. Yeah. It was just a little arm. Um, uh, yeah, he's was, comfortable. He's, he's, a, he's a good presenter. He's extremely relaxed he and he's very, very good. I think that's right, Yeah. 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 Yes. But no, very relaxing mm. presenter. Yeah, I, I like him. Yeah. What did you think of the... St- I'm sorry, I'm guiding this Please now. Please do. It's just that, you know, I am trained. After a fashion. Who do you think, if it's not Matt and Alex, who do you like doing it? That is a good question. Thank actually. you. That's very good. I've won awards, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Marvin, I do like. Yes. Um, I don't know. We mm. both like uh, what's her name? The Northern Irish Angela Scanlon. Yes, mm. Scanlon's good. She's mm. good. Man-wise, I'm not over keen on Aria Duba. No, I'm not over keen on Matt Baker. I'd, I'd go for Marvin simply because I can't mm. think of anybody else. Yeah. No, what's Aria, wrong with Aria Duba? He can't really present very well. 
And of the other contributors, the people who make features, I enjoy. I like Christine Walkden. The yes, um, who the, went on holiday with Samira Ahmed this to week. Littlehampton. Yes. Yeah. Now I know Samira, and I would not necessarily have put Samira in Littlehampton, <laughs> uh, and I'd no idea her brother was a professional swimming coach to that, the stars. That was what I learnt this week. Yeah, and I thought, I, you see, I that was exactly the kind of feature that obviously isn't meant to tax anybody Mm-mm. and I just enjoy I thought well I don't know this is really nice I'm interested yeah. in where Samira took her family holidays her brother seems lovely and I really like Christine yeah Christine was um, very good where she sort of went I th- there's a really lovely atmosphere between the two of you yes but it wouldn't be the one show if she said you clearly have an extremely <laughs> toxic relationship uh, and I, yeah, I mean it wouldn't be like that but there was just something just sort of decent about the whole thing and I just thought well and it was obviously a sunny day it was a memory of the glory British summer we'll never have again. That's the charm of the show, mm. and I did like that. Yeah. If, if you would, if you were dream recasting it, who would you put on that sofa? Ronan Keating, <laughs> and, and every single night he would sing "Life Is a Roller Coaster" <laughs> before jetting off just in his for me, aer- before aer- going aer- off in his yeah. private jet. And who would? Which woman would he do it with? If it couldn't be me, um, would you do it? If asked, would you? I made a feature at- once for the one show. Oh, um, now she tells. <laughs> What did you it have to do? It wasn't very good. It was about Mrs. Beaton. And I have no idea why. Mm. I think it must have, I must have been already presenting Woman's Hour. And uh, they never, mind you, shortly after that, I think I might have got divorced. I can't remember. <laughs> the timings are very indistinct. You may have um, put a bad word in it. <laughs> no, no, I think, did Adrian arrange that? I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. What, my memory is very poor. Um, but um, he, um, no, what was I going to say? It was about Mrs. Beaton's grave and okay. I definitely went off to a cemetery and filmed in the cemetery in Nunhead. Does any of this make sense? Well, I've... Your regular listeners would be more than keen to find out I mean, where Mrs. This is Beaton... a bit heavy. <laughs> it is a bit heavy. It was about feminism and cooking. Um, and what the hell was it? It was about God alone knows. So that is my only appearance on... Oh, no, I made another one, I think, talking about what Adrian was really like. Oh, right. I mean, obviously, I didn't tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I should say he's fine, actually, but that doesn't make today's one show is an hour a and a half. Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, I can't remember what any of that was about. Anyway, I did. I spoke to Adrian about doing this, and he said, "I said handbrake turns. Do you not remember any of those crazed juxtapositions?" And the only example he came up with simply wasn't funny, so I'm not going to use it. <laughs> uh, but it was clear that, um, and I don't mean it was actually it was rather upsetting when he yes, told me what yes, was yes, so yes, I just yes. thought no we're not Understood. we're not going to go there um and I so I he but he appears to have on the whole rather positive memories of the whole experience yeah we should but, get him on you yeah, should do we should, we should. You know, yeah. I mean we are the, the, the funny thing for us is this was started as could we do a podcast about something that none of us watch or like and as we've been doing it we've not only <laughs> we've not only been watching it we like it in parts I think we're probably the UK's leading experts on the one show mm. the next thing is to start doing the historical work that just isn't out there we, we, we need to start delving to get the true story I mean the horrible thing is next Christmas there will be a book uh, out it will be this show. It will be the history of the one show, and yeah. it will have an introduction by Sir Matthew Baker. <laughs> yeah. And how much does he earn? I remember thinking it was a tidy sum it when is. the salaries were revealed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think... we've seen Anne Robinson once challenged him on, on, his pay. on the television. She'd Did made she made a documentary yeah. about. Equal oh yeah, payments. I saw that. Yeah, really. I yeah. mean, that was an exciting moment. Mm. And she'd challenged, saying, "I bet you, you're not on the same." And both of them what, had Alex slightly. And, yeah. Alex yeah. and Matt, and they'd fudged it. And Matt had said, "Well, no, I do. It's a combined." 
thing. That's right, because he does country file. Country file and gymnastics. No, I'm speaking in a Welsh accent. I have no idea what. (laughs) Gymnastics. Just gymnastics. So he said, so it's an entirely different uh, thing. But but no, I mean, he is, I mean, he must be one of the, the the problem is, of course, is the way that that the the, uh, salaries are made transparent. And by working on numerous different shows, he can be paid by different departments. Oh, yeah, no, no. So that it, I don't think we'll ever know. No. Um, I'd like to know how do. much he gave to children in need after his week of well, being paid yeah. John, to John, he gave around. his all. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I will not have that. <laughs> but wasn't there a, a bit of a skirmish when it was revealed that Terry Wogan was, was paid, paid to present, to present it. it? It was, yeah. Um, and I do remember I was in local radio for the BBC for <laughs> seven years um, working for a local station in the Midlands. And, you know, Children in Need was a day that you worked your knackers off. Mm. And I mean everyone yeah. at a local radio station, not just presenters, but the women on reception and the young people. And, you know, people, absolutely. And it's still the case, isn't it? The yeah, people in local so. radio are at the absolute backbone of children in need and the actual nitty-gritty fundraising. Yeah. And then it, so it probably would stick in your craw a bit if you were to discover that... The mega personalities at the end of the food chain are getting an enormous amount of money. Mm. Anyway, my career's in shreds anyway. So <laughs> what a good place you could bring it to an end. Yes, yeah. thanks a lot. Any yeah, other business? Um, sitting in his massive polka dot mansion, <laughs> listening to this furious... Migrants waiting and on him hand and foot. There's nothing wrong with his eye, by the way. It's the other bloody thing. I'm gotta, I've got to tell people. He claims benefits. I've seen him. <laughs> you might well be right. Uh, Jane, thank you very much for coming in. Well, I don't know what uh, the payment was. Well, so far I've had a diet. Coke. Yeah, that's uh, right. And that's it. We only it? pay the male contributors, so that's the problem. <laughs> Not even funny, John. <laughs> Ta-ra. Uh, Mark, thank you very much. Thanks, John. Uh, that was the The One Show show. And remember this. Remember to rate and review, because that's important. Uh, it matters, apparently. But whatever you do, remember this. When you look at the television to look at The One Show, The One Show also looks back into you. Goodbye. <laughs> When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.